1: Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Low Limit Cash Games podcast. We focus exclusively on the lowest limit stakes offered by your local casino. And if you don't have a local casino or card room, you're probably playing in a home game. Maybe you were looking to go for your first time ever. I just got through having a conversation with a person on social media who just made their first visit to the poker room ever and um, they made it through and Uh, they lost some money but they had a good experience and um this is who i'm here for but not just first timers maybe you've been playing a year you haven't gotten anywhere maybe you've been playing 10 or 15 years at the lowest limit stakes you haven't gotten anywhere um another person a couple weeks ago sent me a message been playing poker for 15 years or something losing or break even or whatever and Really didn't think you could win that much money playing low stakes poker. Started listening to the podcast. They vastly approved. Um, they're killing it now. I, I saw what they've made so far this year. They're just killing it. So that's who I'm here for. Here for you. A uh, couple of things of note. If you'd like to send me messages, you can. You just follow me on social media. Low Limit Cash Games Podcast on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, I prefer to get messages on Facebook, but I'll take them on Instagram or Twitter as well. It just make me, may take me longer to get to them. And then my final thing would be uh, subscribe so You Never Miss an Episode. And if you want training that's focused on you, the lowest limit player, that's all I care about is getting brand new or maybe experienced low limit players that aren't winning to become winners. That's all I focus on. I, you don't hear me talking about 25-50 games or 100-200 games or 510 games or any of this kind of stuff. There's training sites out there. That's what they do. It's not what I do. I have a Patreon. God, I'm cranking out so much content over there. There's a tier that gets you in our Slack channel where you can basically have me as your coach. You got to share me with everybody else in the Slack channel, but I don't know any other quote unquote training sites doing that. And we're going to try our darndest to get you to be a winner. Lowlimitcashgames.com. It's cheap, too. Super cheap. Go check it out. Lowlimitcashgames.com. All right, let's jump into the content today. I'm going to use myself as an example. That way I don't have to beat anybody else up. That way you know I mean it. This fancy pants, fancy schmancy play syndrome, man, it just... the simplest way to win poker is to play poker in the simplest way possible to win. That's just It's just crazy how simple that is. Um, I decided to get fancy, and it cost me a ton of money, and I'm going to talk briefly about it. I'm not going to go through the whole hand, but I'm going to go through part of the hand. So there's a straddle. We're playing 1-2, uh, and the straddle is $5 um, under the gun guy straddles. Middle position just calls. Now, middle position is a guy I play poker with all the time. He's older than me. He's actually pretty old. Uh, I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but I just know when you think about poker players and good poker players, you think about somebody in their 20s or 30s, maybe their 40s. You don't think about people in their 60s, 70s, or 80s. Well, I'm going to tell you, this guy's a good player. He's older. Good friend. Like him a lot. Anyway, he just limps. Um, I'm in the small blind and I have pocket aces. Now we've been playing with this, this under the gun straddle guy for probably two hours at every single time he straddled and it limped around to him. He raised, I've probably seen him do it six times in two hours, however many times he straddled and limped to him. That's how many times he's raised. So I just call him a small blind with the pocket aces because I want him to raise, and I want to get a huge pot going. Well, he looks up and says, I'm not going to raise this time. I'm just going to take it easy on you guys, and he wraps the table. Well, now I'm in a limped pot three ways, out of position. I have a huge hand, but I'm out of position, and the pot isn't big, and I'm not happy because it's hard to get ace-ace. The flop comes king-nine-nine. That's the flop. King, 9, 9. Well, small blind, or big blind can certainly have 9s. My friend, he would limp with some 9s here. He would limp with some 8, ace 9 suited, some 8, 9 suited, some 10, 9 suited, some jack 9 suited, some queen 9 suited. He certainly has 9s in range. Um, that's how he plays. Not the way I would play those hands, but that's how he plays. Uh, Anyway, straddle checks on the King-9-9 board, and my friend bets. Well, I have pocket aces, and I have two things that I'm thinking about here. One, if the big blind, or the straddle guy has a bad hand, but he'll stay in, I want to keep him in. I want to keep the fishy player in if I can. Try to get this pot even bigger. Two, uh, probably not going to raise now but I may seriously consider raising on the turn. Depends on what card comes. And it's just a weird spot because I've limped in, and now there's there certainly are quite a few nines in my two opponent's ranges. Both of them could be nine heaviest. It just makes it weird, right? So I just call, and this, the uh, the straddle folds. So now I'm heads up with my friend. The turn comes, uh, some kind of a blank, I don't know what it is, some kind of a blank, and now he bets, and now I have to make the decision, do I raise here and try to jack the pot up or what? Well, one, I know my friend is good, so I know he has something. He has a king or he has a nine, and the bet sizing he's making, uh, it could be either. He could have a king, he could have a nine, but I know he didn't bet twice into me with nothing. So now I'm torn. Do I raise here? If I raise uh, a reasonable raise size amount, uh, how many how many hands that he limped am I getting called with? What if he had, you know, what if he limped eights here? What if he limped sevens? Um, what if he limped sixes? Um, not often, but sometimes I think he limps tens here. Um, although I do think he probably raises those most of the time. But then I also know that he knows that the straddle is going to raise pre-flop every time. So he may have limped a monster here. He could have limped. There's not a lot many monsters out there, but he could have pocket kings. He could have uh, pocket nines. Um, I don't know. It's just a weird spot. And then lastly, it's my friend. We don't play soft, but, uh, you know, knowing one that he's... Folding worse hands and we're getting crazy with better is going to happen if I raise. I decide to call. It's just weird. Probably should have raised. It's just weird. I just call. The river comes, and again, he bets a size that could have been the same thing. King or a nine or I don't know. And I decide to call. Well, we flip the hands over, and he has ace-king. <laughs> he has ace-king. He flopped uh, kings and nines. He's going to love this hand. And so I start replaying in my mind what would have happened if both of us had played this hand correctly. Not just me, but him too. We both played this hand horribly. Now, it saved him money, but it cost me a ton of money. Because under normal circumstances, my buddy is raising the ace king. Because we're talking about it. And he says he says the same thing I said. He says it before I say it too. He wasn't just mimicking back. He goes, I just checked because this guy raises every time he straddles. And I'm like, I know that's what I was doing. If he raises with his ace king, and in this 1-2 game, the preflop raise size is around 15. If he makes it 15, it gets back to me. I probably make it 50 to 50, 55-ish, something like that. Uh, my friend either calls or raises. I think most time he calls. That's how he plays. Either way, we have like a $120 pot going now. And by the river, we get it all in. Probably get it all in on the turn, and I want a monstrous pot. Instead, I want a little dinky pot with my pocket aces. Guys, just <laughs> the sim- simplest way that is correct, just do it every time. Um, j- just do it every time. Just do it every time. It it, it cost me money there. Uh, it saved my friend money, but it cost me money there. And aces are so hard to get, man. And I see, I saw this, uh, it's probably been a month ago now. I saw a guy limp under the gun with aces. This is an old, old, old school play. I don't find that it works as well now as it used to. Because people used to would raise, and then when the, the limper back raised, people would just keep playing with them. But nowadays people are like, oh, you limp with aces under the gun. I just fold. I mean it's just not everybody sure there's some people that don't pay attention but I just find that it works a few reasons it it doesn't work as well now as it used to back in the old days when that play worked um, uh, people weren't raising light under the gun now they do back in the old days nobody raised a 6-5 suited under the gun so another gun raised didn't mean aces kings queens jacks ace king ace queen Back then, it pretty much did. And so, the limp, you were representing a very weak range because people raised with aces. Now that people will raise bad hands under the gun or speculative hands and connectors and things like that under the gun, you don't got to try to disguise your aces like that. You just raise, man. Nobody's going to fold. Nobody in today's game folds because under the gun raised with their, you know, with their whatevers, with their marginally good hands. You're like, no, I got the 10, nine suited. This guy under the gun could be raising eight, seven suited. I haven't dominated a lot of the time. And I have, you know, very good playability against pocket pairs and blah, blah, blah. And they're just going to stick the money in and you're just going to win a bigger pot. This fancy play, this super tricky, uh, but especially, especially, it applies all the time, but it especially applies when you have a monster hand. When you mo- have a monster hand, you want to do everything in your power to build a monster pot. And checking to some guy, hoping that he raises pre-flop when, the, when you really don't know if he will or not, is not you taking the steps necessary to build a monster pot. Because you don't have control over that. You do have control over what you do. You need to raise. You need to better raise. You need to be getting it up, get that pot up. Alright. <laughs> you can tell that I'm outraged at myself. That's who I'm outraged at. Never again. Never again will I do that. And I would invite you to not play that way either. You're costing yourself money. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. Follow me on social media, Low Limit Cash Games Podcast. And uh, check out the Patreon, man. If you want some dirt cheap, high quality, low limit, learn how to crush the game training, that's where you need to be. Low limit cash games. Calm, talk to you next time.